VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. Greetings and salutations, everyone. How is everyone doing tonight? Great! Fantastic, sir. Good, and uh, I don't want to be rude, but I'm not much of a conversationalist. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to put a few things out there before we get started with the movie this week. Some social media changes have happened with us, so if anybody is following us on social media, we are now at VHS Files Podcast on every platform. So... Applause for me not having to worry about having to deal with seven different usernames anymore. (laughs) So makes it easier for me and easier for everybody else to find us. So if you're looking for us at VHS Files Podcast, you should find us on any platform. And our email has also changed. It's now VHS Files Podcast at gmail.com. So that will all be updated. Keep it simple. It will all be updated in the bumpers (laughs) at the end of the show. So, but just want to put that out there for everybody. So, the movie of the week. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. Released on November 25th, 1987. <laughs> it was directed by John Hughes, writer Who's that of, guy? He's that? The, he wrote the National Lampoon movies, Mr. Mom, and then directed some movies you might have heard of, 16 Candles, which I just watched for the first time last night. Wow. The Breakfast oh Club. Oh, my God. Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. If it was a comedy, a school comedy or a family comedy in the 80s, it was probably directed by John Hughes. <laughs> or written by him. Or it, written. Was, it was probably written by him for sure. So, uh, or all three, directed, produced, and written. <laughs> right. <laughs> he did it all. And it's funny, we're coming up into Christmas season, and there's, I think, a couple of movies in there that we're going to be revisiting John Hughes again. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's going to be a popular man. In this podcast, I think. So we're, we're giving up uh, Corey Feldman for John Hughes now? Well, now we're going to get into other actors that we're going to start seeing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> very true. But, very, very true. Uh, planes, Trains, and Automobiles had a budget of $30 million bucks. Did a box office of $49.5 million, So it made its money back in a little bit more. It wasn't the biggest thing in the world. It was released amongst the likes of Less Than Zero. Uh, Robert, early Robert Downey Jr. film. Um, Cherry 2000, The Running Man, uh, Teen Wolf 2, oh. <laughs> and the biggest movie of the year, Three Men and a Baby, which I think Eric mentioned in one of our Back in Times at some point. I did. Speaking of which, Eric, take us back in time to 1987 again. We're sending you back in time. <gasps> Whoa, this is heavy. Well, Josh, this is our third film from 1987, uh, making it increasingly difficult to write these. Uh, You can do it, buddy. Well, I'll try. I'll try. Keep you on your toes. Uh, 1987 gave us the famous anti-drug commercial with the frying of the egg. So so the the drugs are the the frying pan, and your brain is the egg frying. 
Yep. yep. This is your brain. Yeah. This is your. And brain. I always, when drugs. I saw that, I always just, it just looked good. Any questions? It's like a good looking yeah. egg. Like, it looks delicious. Our drug, our drugs. So my up. brain on drugs is drugs. breakfast. Yeah, that one didn't didn't click with me. Yeah. But I don't uh, like uh, eggs. So. <laughs> also, uh, Mr. T ang- angered the fine people of Chicago suburb Lake Forest by cutting down more than a hundred oak trees on his estate. The incident was called the Lake Forest Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> uh, apparently uh it was an effort to help his allergies so it was sold in 2009 and the new owners planted over 150 mature trees on the grounds so that's all worked out uh and finally the original keyboard cat video uh that was that was featured in that uh viral video of keyboard cat uh, was filmed in 1987 and what? uh yeah wow or uh no i'm sorry well whatever uh, uh <laughs> we don't care about up my own this is approx- <laughs> an approximation it was it was actually shot in 84 but uh the cat died in 87 anyway Aww. uh now it, it has over 60 million views hit it josh Now it has over 60 million in one. I can't believe this is from 1984. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> that cat's really digging it, dude. Look at him. Like, he's feeling it, dude. He, he feels when he writes yeah. with his heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> and moving on from the kitty kitty. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to get into Planes, Trains, and Automobiles here, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. We're going to play the trailer, so here you go. During holiday travel, some people get delirious. Some get delayed. Everybody. And some get Del Griffin. American Light and Fixture, Director of Sales, Shower Curtain Ring Division. Neil Page got all three. I was on my way home to spend a nice holiday with my family. Instead, I'm in a motel bed with a stranger. So instead of Thanksgiving with his family, he's spending three days with that the pizza turkey. shot is in the film. I'm going to talk about that. Two happy clams just whistling down the road. Neither is this. Paramount Pictures presents... Steve Martin. <laughs> you ever been to Hawaii? Yeah. You see Don Ho while you were there? See the second show. That's the best one. Is that right? Yeah. John Candy. Hallelujah. Neither is this. Hold my hand. Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Two pillows. Those aren't pillows. In a new film by John Hughes. <laughs> Plane, trains, and automobiles. See that Bears game last week? Yeah. Color game. Color game. Yeah. <laughs> Manly baseball football, yes. No homosexuality in this bedroom. Oh. <laughs> Does anybody have any fond memories of childhood viewings of planes, trains, and automobiles? Jenny, I did not see this movie until I was an adult. Same here. I think you and I saw it for the first time yeah, together. together. <laughs> um, which is strange because. I saw a lot of Steve Martin and John Candy movies when I was younger. And I think it might have to do with one particular scene in this movie 
<laughs> that uh, my parents would be not so happy for me to hear. Right. Involving a budget rental car lady. <laughs> Jason, how about you? When was your first viewing in this? Oh, uh, my first sit down full viewing of this movie was at about 2.30 p.m. today. Wow. <laughs> ah. Wow. Uh, now, if, as far as it being on TV, yes, it, it's another one of those TBS, TNT, Turner movie things that would seem like it's on every holidays about this time. They play it. But I had never sat down to watch it because I love Steve Martin. I love John Candy. But it's like I liked them in their movies. And it just something about this never caught me the way like uh, Uncle Buck or the Jerk or Roxanne or anything like that did. You know, yeah. it's just, I never sat down. It seemed a little adult for me as a kid because the humor was more adult yeah. than uh, like Uncle Buck because there's kids involved in those movies. But my first sit down full viewing was today from oh, beginning to right. end. So Eric, how about you? It was one that I remember seeing as a kid. I don't remember the first time, but um, I remember my my parents liking it. And, um, yeah, like Jason said, I think it was maybe one that the parents liked, not so much for the kids, uh, but I've seen it a lot over the years. It's, it's, a one of my, yeah. you know, favorite kind of classic holiday movies and yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's, <clears throat> it's in the same vein as like, even though Ferris Bueller's day off is a high school movie, it seems a little more adult than some of his other stuff would be. And I think this kind of falls into that as well. Yeah. Uh, well, even after watching 16 candles last night, like John, John Hughes didn't always have the most family friendly stuff because mm-hmm. I, there were things I saw in 16 candles last night that I was like, Holy crap, this is a John Hughes movie. <laughs> um, but that was before breakfast club and, and, and before he went into family film stuff, that was really his early eighties stuff. Yeah. Um, the thing that strikes me about this movie is, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no real kids to follow in this. So it's, it's not one that we probably would have been interested in at, at that age, even though I, I don't know what came out first, this or three amigos, but I loved Steve Martin and Chevy chase and, and Martin short and three amigos. So I don't oh, know definitely. why I wouldn't have loved this. Yeah. But that, that humor was different than this humor. It is a little mm-hmm. more slapsticky yeah. than this is more yeah. like a family drama sort of yeah. style. Like it's, yeah. it's even though it's funny, it's got its serious undertones yeah. to it. Yeah. Three Amigos was more uh, almost like a modern three stooges pretty yeah. much because they were all really kind of stooges. They weren't very bright people in that movie. Yeah. This yeah. is based yeah. more in a reality. Yeah. Right. This definitely more, like I said, more adult based humor. <laughs> Some of it's based in a reality. Yeah, more of a reality, not complete reality. (laughs) But we get into the opening of this movie, and I didn't remember this from the first viewing and whatnot, but I had to check the volume because I thought we had it muted. Like, the beginning of this movie is so silent. Dude, that, that boss sitting there, like, almost saying something, yeah. And then almost, yeah. and then like they do it and then he just sits back down, <laughs> you know, uh, hilarious. Like the tension was crazy. Just watching. That. I'm, yeah, I'm watching that. Like I said, this is my first sit down full viewing this and I've never seen this scene in all the other times it had been on TV. And I'm literally wanting to strangle this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. When you fucking say, I can feel Steve Martin <laughs> or his character Neil's anger and anxiety building because he's got to get to the airport by six o'clock. And I'm like, just kill the old man and just walk out. 
It's like a, a a legitimately tense scene, for as funny oh, as it is, God. and it you know they they push it when you push a joke over the edge, and and it's not funny, but then you push it like a couple more times and it gets funny yeah. again. <laughs> I have to say that this being the fan of Steve Martin that I am, you know, I didn't see Parenthood when I was younger or this or um, any of his more serious stuff, but I was going to say like, he's very grumpy in this. And I don't remember Steve Martin being that grumpy character, but then I had to think back to like father of the bride where he's a lot more quirky in that, but he's still very uptight. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, he's grumpy for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. He's legitimately a jerk in this movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that uh, was... Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, he. I have a note. I was like, wow, he's actually, like, meaner than I remember. Yeah, I, I didn't remember him being so crabby and just, like, almost unlikable yeah. from the get-go. No, he, well, he there's is. A scene, there's a scene later in the movie. Like I said, first sit down and watch. I was like, you're a fucking dick, Steve Martin. Yeah. There's a scene later. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like... I, I'm like, okay, I don't like Steve Martin. I know you're a great banjo player, but <laughs> dude, I, I really kind of wanted to hate Steve Martin in the, later in the movie. I, I did want to ask everybody, do you remember Steve Martin looking any different than he does in this or now? Like, no, <laughs> has Steve Martin ever looked different than no. he always looks? Like, it's he had a little, he had a little gray, but he always had that white. And now just, the gray, now the gray is completely gone. Now it is just white. I just don't, I, my, my memory of Steve Martin is and will always be white haired, middle-aged Steve Martin. Like, and he, well, he's, he embraced it and he still looks that way today. I mean, you can see age in his face a little bit more, but I mean, he's just one of those guys that never changed mm -hmm. for me. Like he's, he's always been Steve Martin. It's like Patrick Stewart. He went bald young. So he, he always looks like about the same age, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Well, we watched Parenthood uh, recently, and I think he says in that movie that he's like 35, which is hilarious. I was like, oh, whoa, like what? No. I, I, I can't remember the exact age, but it was like, no way, dude. He's definitely older than that, you know? Let's say we need a fact checker. How old is Steve Martin right now? <laughs> he's 75 now. Wow. So I don't know how old that would have put him in 87. But <laughs> I can't do math I'm that not fast. Doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Born in 1940. Uh, 33. 33 when he made this. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is that right? The VHS files attempts to do math. <laughs> 2020. I'm using a calculator now. Well, that's the thing. Minus. If, uh, 1987 equals 33. He was younger no, than that, I am now yeah. when he made Same. this movie. No, wait. You got to do 75 minus 33. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have to do. What the hell is going on? Okay. So it's, so it's 1987 minus when was his birth year? <laughs> 46. No, just do 75 minus 33. <laughs> yeah, that's all you gotta do. It's not that hard. <laughs> He's 41. He was 41 in the movie. 
So he's a year older than I am now. Yeah, and he's two years younger than me. <laughs> okay. So has anybody been this, like, has anybody been this ready to leave work and, like, get home? Definitely. Like, so much so that you'd pay $75 to For take cab. someone's cab? From them. Well, has anybody ever been this late to the airport? Well, on you know, well, I mean, Thanksgiving book. But the this kind of shows how crabby Steve Martin is about all this because his friend tells him, "You'll never make the six. Oh yes, I will. Yeah. But they make it like it's interchangeable. Like, you should go on the eight with me or whatever. Like, oh, well, you probably. Air travel or just exchange it. There's, it's not like it's busy or anything. Well, I think, you know, he's got his sort of underlying problem of he's trying to do everything at work and yeah. be with the family. And clearly, I think his, you know, he's got some issues with his wife uh, and his work life not meshing yeah. so well. And he he's overreached. So now he's trying to save his ass with his wife, I think, is a big part of it. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that he's working in New York and he's got to get home to Chicago. Is that like a? Do you think he thing? works there full time? Yeah, that was my question. Almost gone. Almost wonder if he's like gone for the week and then he goes home yeah. on the weekend. I, I kind of imagine maybe it was a either a client or maybe a, a he worked at a firm that had multiple offices. Yeah, I thought it was just like, like a big meeting. Yeah, like not but something he would go to all the time, but yeah. And then it just happens to be Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, a couple yeah. days before Thanksgiving. But hey, let's not miss the point when he goes to get the cab. Who steals his first cab? Fucking Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. What a weird a, spot for Kevin a, Bacon to be. That's yeah. the only and part he's in the whole movie. In a non-speaking role yeah. for Kevin Bacon. Like he was Kevin Bacon at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like he'd already yeah. done Footloose. Yeah. But and I'm gonna get into this now because I'll probably make references to it as we go forward. But this movie was originally a lot longer. Three hours. And they had to cut it way down. I'm glad um, they did. I love the length of it. Well, and, and that's, you know, I would have to give credit to a YouTube video that I watched and I'll have to insert the credit at the end of the show, but he kind of does a breakdown of, uh, all this stuff that was cut from the movie. And he says the, the film is perfect as it is, but to know that there's all this footage out there that was cut, that could have potentially made the movie funnier is, is mind blowing. Or almost and getting like a sequel, like, or a prequel or a you know like a during quill where you get to see other scenes you know well the runtime on this is actually shorter than the amount of footage they had to cut from it wow yeah so They're, like they cut more out of the movie than they actually put out to yeah. like yeah and can you yeah. get this they said no. it's a it's 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 out there but they haven't made it available yet but the uh, length of the actual film shot was 600,000 feet long for this movie. I don't know how that relates. That's, I have no reference from reference. Is that long? That well, seems you're just long. saying, but but they're yeah. saying it like you figure, well, the movie's over three hours long and they had a budget of so-and-so amount and they were getting on to him for how long he kept shooting and shooting and shooting. But I guess that's a in to be that they put that out there in the notes, that must be a a crazy amount of film used for this movie. From what I understand, the only footage that's been released to the public and that is made as that anyone has seen is a, a deleted scene. That's on a special edition of the Blu-ray uh, for when they're on, the, when they're on the plane. But a, he talks about scenes in the shooting script that were scenes that he thinks some of it was filmed. Some of it was not, but he knows for a fact that a lot of it was in the scripts that were originally out there. And some of it makes things make more sense. 
Hmm. Which is weird because viewing this movie and not knowing that information, I would have never thought that anything it could have interjected to these things to make them not, I mean, to make them flow better. Yeah, everything. Like, I think the movie does a very, the movie is edited in a way where it just works. Nothing feels missing. Right. And it's not till you get, and we get a lot of this today with newer movies. It's not till you watch like the trailer that they released for this and you're seeing scenes that you're like, well, wait, that's not in the movie. Yeah. They do that a lot now. They'll cut trailers with scenes that end up getting cut from the final film. And then it ultimately, in some cases, Rogue One (laughs) pissed some people off because there's a pretty killer shot in the trailer for Rogue One that never made it into the final cut of the film. I remember that one. I I do like the second guy that he tries that he buys the taxi from for seventy five dollars the lawyer, and he goes, "Can I appeal to your good nature?" He says, "I don't have a good nature." <laughs> so how much are you willing to pay for this cab? Did he say something like he's like a thief or something? He said, "Well, I'm yeah. a lawyer." Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I want to note that continues on throughout the entire movie is anytime Steve Martin's running. Is hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a ridiculous run. It's so funny. Well, I, and to add to it is the awkwardness of carrying the briefcase yeah. and the and the 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 bag. But every time I see him run, I just start cracking up in this movie because he's just got this weird, lanky, like <laughs> almost like he lifts everything he's got to run, yep. almost like a cartoon. You know, that's how he was in the jerk too. When he did, he was like animated yeah. running. That's how he was, and it was so funny. But the thing I noticed, like uh, watching this, is like when he tries to get to the cab, he trips over the case, and it has Dale Griffith yeah. on there. And you notice, like you know, first w- full watch is like, okay, well, who's the Dale guy? You know, and he's zooming in on that, and you're like, this is going to be important when he gets to the other taxi. You kind of notice somebody loading in behind yeah. them while he's trying to pay the guy. You're like, what the hell's going on here? And yeah. then he takes off. It, it moves through that and very fast. Like, if you blink, you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you got to pay attention. It's one of the, it's like a horror movie where you got to p- look in the peripheral. Don't look at the two that are actually talking. There's stuff going on right. back here. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? There's somebody loading up in the cab and taking off without them. And when he actually catches up to the cab and smacks on the window, that face that John Candy makes. <laughs> it's so good. He's just <laughs> so unaware of anything around him. Yeah. And he's so lovable. Him. He is. Well, Jenny and I were talking about that. I mean, has John Candy ever been in a role where he wasn't the best? Like, I, and I'm not trying to say he was the best comedian or whatever, but I'm saying like he always he wasn't at was least likable. He was always a likable character, and like I had, mm. I cannot think of any movie I've seen John Candy in where I was like, oh man, his character. Ugh. I mean, even in this. No. Even though if I were Steve Martin in this movie, I would have strangled him. I still yeah. love his character. He's a wholesome character. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think I'm and, looking through his IMDb right now, but I'm trying to think, did he ever yeah, like, I mean, you got, play a villain or anything like that, but I don't think so. He just, if he did, it was probably comedic. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was probably some comedic performance that was he in. I don't know if he was in nothing but trouble. I want to say he was. Yeah, he was yes. the sheriff. Yeah. He's he's the yeah. son. Yeah. The daughter. Yeah, the sheriff. It's been a long yeah, time. And my childhood memory. That's a good My movie, childhood dude. memories of nothing but trouble are this movie is the worst thing I've ever it seen. It got funnier with age for sure. And 
I dude, I thought it was hilarious as a kid. I mean, the dick nose. I hate. I didn't know. I didn't know it was a dick nose when I was <laughs> little. I was just like, his nose is real ugly. Dude, dude, you had the Humpty dance going on. In there, there was man, it's great. That movie, like everything about watching, like all the scenes in that movie and watching that movie when I was a kid, somehow just annoyed me. I didn't like anything about it when I was younger, but watching it as an adult. I mean, it's very relative, like to like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, Definitely, yeah, it kind of is. Eric posted a question on our Twitter last week about what's a what isn't a horror movie but feels like one, and a lot of people came up with different responses. I think someone that, did. But say I think that, somebody yeah. said. I think somebody said nothing but trouble. It does follow. Which I the thought formula. was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. We get on the plane with get- with, and he's bitching because he doesn't have a first class seat, which again doesn't really put you on his side right. like he should really just be lucky that he's on the plane at all yep. but lo and behold he's set next i mean he's already been he already ran into john candy waiting to get on the plane mm-hmm. and now he's set right next to him on the plane the the level of coincidence in this movie oh yeah fate fate binds them yes and he's already mad at him because he's already accused him of stealing his cab and everything they already had the exchange there while waiting to get on there so they're already he's already kind of got this animosity against and, uh, Dale and watching anyway. this plane scene in the covid age is oh a complete yeah. nightmare oh, uh, yeah. the old man the old man in space <laughs> <laughs> but you that, don't take your shoes off on a plane come on oh no <laughs> the socks i mean that is inconsiderate that's bad wholesome like, or not i love it when he pulls a sock yeah. out well, starts yeah. flinging it. yeah i have some dead skin no, i mean face. like dead if skin. you slide your shoes off on a plane like i, I could be that's forgivable but yeah the taking the socks off and airing yourself out Mm, not the best place yeah. in the world. I mean, he's he's so not perfect. But even though he's not perfect, he's still lovable. Absolutely. Yeah. He's he's annoying as shit. Even though he's good where in it reality, counts. I'm Steve Martin in this movie. Right. Like, <laughs> I think I'm Steve I Martin. I could not in this movie handle also. it. Yeah. I think we're all even Steve though, Martin. You know, like even though Jason it. claims that I look like John Candy and am John Candy <laughs> reincarnate. But and it's not because everybody said, "Oh, it's Joshua Table." Well, it's because I'm a big guy. And I'm like, no, it's here in, in your, your face, heart, not the rest of you. The well, face and in the way he acts, he, I'm like, he's John okay. So, Candy. but when when anybody <laughs> has told any of you that you look like someone, do you ever find the, the relativity there? No. Nobody ever tells me that I look like anybody. But like, like, well, right. Eric, for instance, I've told him before that I think he looks like Matt Damon. No, I know. I know a guy that does look like Matt Damon. And if you saw him, you go, Eric doesn't look like Matt Damon at all. And Josh used to holler at me when I was playing in a different band than him of who I used to look like. And then I've actually been told that several times, even by an ex-wife. Was it you say? Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. Yeah, Chris Kirkpatrick. But there's no denying that. Like, you can't even deny that. You look like that guy. No, I looked him up. I mean, when he didn't have the dreads and he went to the shorter, spiky haircut, because I kind of had it at one time, I was like, okay, I see it. <laughs> I'm the old guy in NSYNC, because I think he is the old guy in NSYNC, so of all of them, because the, the X was a big NSYNC. I've guy, heard a lot so. of Opie as well. Bye, bye, bye. Opie? Opie. Yeah, well, it's because, because, you're, yeah, because yeah. You know, you're ginger, so everybody throws yeah, that at you. You don't look like Ron. I don't see the when Opie. I, I don't kid. see uh, Ron Howard. 
Oh, uh, we need to throw up baby pictures of everybody in the VHS files. Let's do it. That's one thing. I, I'm glad you said that, though. But that, that is one thing I want to bring up that we haven't been sticking to. And I kind of want to keep it level with the audience. I'm going to start posting the clips that we talk about on the show on our on our YouTube and, and whatnot. So if we start talking about a scene, that'll be there for viewing. If anybody is confused about what we're looking at, we'll start posting the videos that we're pulling clips from. Sounds good. Cool. So, so six bucks and my right nut says good. we're not landing in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, yeah. he's like asleep, and it just, I thought he was dreaming or something when he said it. And I'm like, and then, and I found out something cool about that shot with the plane. That is a reused shot from airplane. Oh, really? Ah. That's a great little factoid. And and Steve Martin is so stubborn to think that he can figure his own way out. It's like, you know, I mean, even though you don't like this guy, he's telling you what you need to be listening to right now. I don't know if I would have been like Steve Martin in that situation and tried to figure it out on my own, or if I would have actually taken him up on his offer for the hotel and all that stuff. Like it's a weird situation. For me, I never would have. Yeah. I mean, going with someone you've never met somewhere, but the way they lay it out, I think he gets kind of, you know, he, he only agrees to take a cab to a hotel at first, right. share a cab. And then, yeah. and then, you know, the cabbie goes a weird way and, you know, you, you end up there and there's only one room and there's been a confusion and they just booked the same room together. And all these things kind of just push him into that, you know, he's just a, a little past his comfort zone each time until he's you know, sharing a bed with a complete stranger. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I got a question about the whole flight thing. All right. They're leaving New York, the Chicago, it gets rerouted because mm-hmm. of the storm. Okay. Do you on a map, do you know what is in between Chicago and Wichita, Kansas? There is a whole nother state. <laughs> I mean, it goes from up here across, I think, Iowa and another state all the way to Wichita, which is almost just north of Oklahoma. <laughs> and I'm like, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> there are so many other airports. Big ass storm I, yeah, I never really before. thought about, <laughs> yeah. about the map logistics. I thought about right. that. Yes, I'm like, Chicago's here, Wichita's here. That is uh that's a good drive, even a flight in its own. But to do, and I was like, that makes honestly sense. with the comedy that ensues from it, I don't care. Just yeah, <laughs> it basically turns into a road trip movie with two guys who don't really know each other and don't like each other, and then cuddle and all this other good but stuff. Yeah, I mean, later. Steve Martin is assuming that a lot of this stuff is happening too, because I don't think Dell ever really says, you know, I'll get you your own room or anything like that. He's just offering to help. So yeah. help, yeah. he's he's a very helpful help is guy. anything help is putting you in a hotel room, even if that means you got to sleep in the bed next to me. Like, yeah, Dell didn't even want to share it, a room. Right. He wanted to get two rooms. Yeah. But who didn't like Doobie's Taxiola? <laughs> Dude, hydraulics on a taxi with the little dingleberries and yeah. the crushed velvet. Dingleberries. Man, come yeah. on. It's a I call them little dingleberries. And honestly, it, it just reminded me of the love machine from uh, Cheech and Chong, Up in Smoke. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, there love up and smoke. Good thing, but Dell knows everybody everywhere they go because he sells them <laughs> shower curtains. This is the weirdest a, thing. Everywhere man. they go, such a prolific business. Am I missing out on that? Maybe I should get into the shower curtain ring. These, business? yeah, it seems like it niche can market you later. 
definitely. What I love the most about it, though, is he pulls out his little wallet and flips out with the his little the little Samples. bitties. It is hilarious. <laughs> and we find out later there are multiple uses. And he's actually a good salesman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he is. He's good. Now, did anybody ever stay in a hotel that had one of these vibrating beds? I did. I did. They're cool, I've man. never. I mean, no, I've never have. That's pretty funny. I, I always remember seeing those in movies and, and yeah. wanting to experience one, but never have, unfortunately. Yeah. The thing is, is will it make a beer explode? Like if you mm. put that on your bed. <laughs> Apparently. Because <laughs> that's what we get into later is that he's because he's talking about, you know, I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, what is he talking about? He says, well, if you leave a beer on a vibrating bed, it will explode or something like that. And then he's having to lay in. Yeah, yeah but before that, we bed. get the, the shower scene. Which yeah. I want to talk about because one thing, <laughs> you know, watching, rewatching these movies, you know, uh, with a critical eye and that kind of stuff, this movie looks really good. Uh, and this yeah. scene is a great example. Like, yeah, it does. The way it's shot, the uh, cinematography is great. Like, it, it, it's one of the best looking movies we've watched for this show, I think. The cinematographer is Donald Peterman, which I didn't know, but he uh, did uh, cinematographer for Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, and Flashdance, and Men in Black. He was uh, nominated for a couple Oscars. Oh, uh, Point Break as well. So, yeah. And I just love, love the shots in the bathroom of, you know, his feet stepping on like the islands of <laughs> and and just the the That's neon light nasty. and the, oh. just when he's looking in the mirror that kind of stuff i love that that and that scene is so gross he gets the tiny towel <laughs> that's almost like a scene from a horror movie it is yeah, yeah. In a way. like yeah right and it, it's so interesting though because dell is this warm friendly a little bit out of touch <laughs> guy but yeah I don't think that if you knew that you were sharing a hotel room with another person and you were the kind of character I think he is, that you would use all the towels. Well, I mean, all of them. And throw them well, on the it's floor. just like the socks on the plane. He's <laughs> he's he's completely has no self-awareness. I guess he's been pretty yeah. lonely for a long time. Maybe he's just not used to being around other people. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Like he's he's road worn at this point. This is what he does all the time. Although I'm anybody would be aware that you've invited this person to, to stay with you in this time of whatever, like, but he still proceeds to go in the bathroom while he's showering and use all the towels and clean his socks. And well, that, that is one little, little weird to me. That is one little continuity problem. Uh, continuity. <laughs> continuity. Cause he says Josh's word. I do love that line. He says, do you want to take a shower? And he's like, no, (laughs) no, do you want to go first? Uh, But he says he's going to go first. And it looks like Dell's already showered. Like how did, I don't know. Being that we're talking about this, this is one of the scenes that was chopped way down. Mm. And some of the specifics of this are apparently a lot goes on while Steve Martin's taking a shower. And stuff. Oh, a lot of the scenes that like were, a whole were cut sequence. from that. Yeah, I see. Uh, one of one of them being a pizza delivery guy comes, and Dell either can't find his wallet or, or doesn't have the money to cover it or something. But he goes into Steve Martin's wallet and pays with for the pizza with Steve Martin's money. 
And the pizza delivery guy is the kid who breaks into their hotel room and steals their money because John Candy only tips him a dollar. (laughs) So he comes back that night and robs them. Well, that means, so now we got a little bit of a dick move by John Candy or Dale. He only tipped a guy. How much was a pizza in 1987? I'm not sure. Fact but that's, checker. That's where you get the. I, while we were watching the trailer, that's what Eric mentioned. The scene with the pizza is not in the movie. Yeah. That's what it's part of the cut scenes that were. Uh, right? I think a lot of us can relate to bad travel experiences, right? Times where you've yeah. had to, yeah. you know, things have messed up or things have been late or things have been canceled or, you know, you're trying to get to your hotel or like that's part of the magic of this film is it's so relatable. They're not climbing a mountain you know, after, you know, doing something fantastical. It's stuff that a lot of us have been through from time to time, except all at once, I, like everything that could ever go wrong <laughs> all on one trip. And I don't, I mean, I am never more comfortable than when I'm in my own bed. So like, again, I'm Steve Martin in this scenario, just I, I'm going to be uncomfortable no matter what. And then you put me in a bed with a guy who's already annoying the hell out of me. It's just one of those things where it's like, the self-control you'd have to have to not brutally murder someone is beyond me. Oh, especially when he starts clearing his sinuses. But that was, that was obviously Steve Martin's breaking point or Neil's breaking point. He hops up and he really just lays it on Dale. And, And Dale just looks like a, like a, like a little puppy dog that he's yelling at. He's just like, that rant is endless. I mean, he just keeps going yeah. and it's going. Bam. Brutal. I, did, I didn't pull the clip for that because I have one that I'm going to play later that I think is more important. But he goes on for a while. And, yeah, John Candy looks genuinely rattled as he's I mean, saying he's this really stuff mean. to him. It is very mean. Yes. And, and the way John Candy's face just sort of melts... And you, he, he does good. so much with just his facial expression yeah. in that scene is so good. You don't have to say anything. Just the whole, I mean, he's just got that sad, like puppy dog, like, uh, like a child, like just got scalded, yeah. you know, just like, man, I'm just trying to help you out, dude. And you're yelling at me because I'm, you know, trying to make myself comfortable. Yeah, and, and, and his, <laughs> when he does finally retort to Steve Martin, it is very, like, it's very good. You know, I like me. My wife likes me. And that's when you really like you can kind of start looking past all these little things that he's doing that he's just used to and and doesn't really think about. And that's when the the emotional aspect of the movie really starts to kick in. Yeah, because you even see Neil uh, Martin's character. He uh, he just you kind of see it. He puts his hat back and he's like, man, (laughs) the amount of self-realization. He's like. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to put my hat back. I'm going to go crawl back in the beer bed <laughs> and go cuddle it with this big lovable guy that gave me a place to stay. Well, also, he, he has uh, nowhere else to go. Yeah. Right. So he's kind of go completely desperate at that lobby. point. Yeah, he could yeah. go lay in the lobby on the floor. It's pretty right. much his only option. So, And, I mean, he was doing that all through the airport. He was seeing the guys just yep folding up their jacket and, laid up and the laying corner. on their briefcase mm-hmm. and sleeping on the floor. So, yeah, I mean he knows he's in a situation where it's either this or something worse. Yeah. So, but then we get the, well, the scene where Josh said was cut out about the pizza guy. We get, cause I didn't know it was that. I just thought it was some kid yeah. that 
Jimmy the lock and no way that switchblade would open that lock that way, by the way. No, that's not how locks work. Nope. Yeah. Mm. Aside from the stuff they didn't know happened to them overnight, uh, it must have been a good night's sleep because uh, they wake up in a little bit of an awkward position. (laughs) They look pretty cozy. They were so tired. (laughs) It's cold outside. You just want a nice warm body to snuggle up to. Dale is a slob. <laughs> the one thing about him that kind of gets me is he's a chain smoker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, all the shit in the bed. I mean, it's it's a little it's a little it's of the fat shaming sort of stuff they were used to back in the eighties. Oh, look at them! They're so cozy. <laughs> Josh and Eric. They really don't go to that well much, though. Like, oh, no, they don't. Like. But he kisses his ear. Yeah. <laughs> Del. Oh, here. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? <laughs> Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Now, the reason I wanted to play Those this clip. Pillows? Watch Steve Martin. Yeah, full body shift. And this, this right here. (laughs) See that Bears game last week? Yeah, Yeah, our game. game. Oh, so manly now. Oh, Bears, go Bears! Yeah. Oh my god! And that and that's a good like that's just funny like that doesn't seem yeah. problematic no. to me at all. That's just like their fragile manhood, you know, yeah. on display, and it's hilarious. But I I had to rewind it and watch it again because I was laughing so hard at Steve Martin's <laughs> ar- arm movements. Yeah. I was like, I didn't oh. even pay attention to what John Candy was doing, <laughs> mm-hmm. which probably could have been comedy gold, but I missed it because Steve Martin was. Doing snake arms, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. He, he had he had spirit yeah. fingers, dude. <laughs> but after that, he goes into the bathroom and starts washing his face and wipes it with with John Candy's tidy whities. Yeah, that's all the. But the- the best thing is though when he does wash his face and he because <laughs> the socks are <laughs> in the sink. Like, oh, by the way, take my uh, socks out of the sink because it's the big, huge fruit of balloons, man. We we already kind of we already went morning. past the shower scene, but the fact that he dries off with the washcloth, yeah, is, yeah. is hilarious. Yeah, and now he's washing or drying his face with John Candy's. So the other thing I I did find a little weird watching this is the the calls back home to his wife. It, it feels like she thinks something weird's going on when he doesn't really seem to be, seem to be putting that on at all. There was actually a, a, a subplot in this that was cut out where she was convinced that he was having an affair, mm. and that would make sense. And Dell was quote unquote <laughs> Dell was who he was with, but she thought he was having an affair. She can't believe he's still in Wichita. Yeah. Who would want to still be in Wichita? Right. (laughs) So we go to the diner and they're having breakfast. And this is when they realize they don't have any money. Mm -hmm. Again, Steve Martin goes on a tirade. It's like, and I can understand because of the situation they're in. Maybe he felt bad about what he said to John Candy in the hotel. 
the night before, but now you've got $700 missing out of your wallet. Like, yeah. I mean, he has no reason to think someone broke in there. Right. And, and, you know, so yeah, I I think that's a reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. He's sharing a room with a stranger, Mm -hmm. someone he just met and he's like, I don't know you, but then Dell, I mean, you see him, he's die hard. He's like, Hey, this is how much money's in my wallet. And if it's a dollar off, then I I'm a liar. Right. You know, pretty much. And then he opens his wallet. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> so you're like, well, hell we were both robbed. And, but yeah, Steve Martin is just, he's harsh, man. He goes from, Hey, we're cool to you're a fucking thief. in like a yeah. second, I mean, there is no middle ground there. He's just cool to, I'm going to have total dick again. To and if you if you listen to that scene, you'll hear Steve Martin say that you went into my wallet to get pizza last night, right? That that conversation oh, right. is still in the movie, mm. and they, there was no way they could get around that. So, again, this movie that seems very, you know, perfect when you watch it, when you hear about the stuff that was cut and the things behind the scene, you start to see those little things. It'd be really interesting to watch the full version, although I I think I'd have to watch it in a few parts, but yeah. Yeah, that, for sure. that would be fun to just get the backstory on little things and little extra threads because you know it's it's still great yeah you know maybe not as good as like the final cut version but yeah it would be fun to to see some of that and stuff. we we forgot to mention the switcheroo with the credit cards at the hotel also right yeah and and somehow john candy just keeps getting lucky and neil keeps paying for everything <laughs> Literally, he again, so desperate to get home that he's willing to fork over whatever he's got to do to get home. Well, you you see his house. I mean, he can afford it. And, you know, Dell clearly doesn't have as much money as him. It's part of his way of, you know, feeling like he's helping, I think, because Dell is has all these connections, you know. I'm glad you brought up the house because it looks like the Home Alone house. It really does. Yeah, it really does. It feels yeah. like this movie could really exist in the cool. same universe as well. The only oh. thing that makes me think it's not is there's no roundabout thing in the driveway. Yeah, I was the little polo it. guy. Like, yeah. yeah, I was looking for it. I was looking for any reason to be like, that's the fucking Home Alone house. But <laughs> I don't I don't think it is the same house, but it definitely looks like it. And there's it's in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Next yeah. It's in the same same John Hughes universe. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But then again, after all this, because Dell has sold shower curtain rings to everybody across the United States, he gets a hookup with his buddy Gus on a train ride. You know, Wichita, Kansas looking old Chevy farm truck pull up and then his wife gets out. She might be short and skinny, but she's tough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. It is funny seeing them, uh, Dell and Neil encounter someone that makes both of them uncomfortable like they finally get a moment where they're both they both look at each other like oh my god like Like, look at these people like finally they're bonding you know and just waiting to hear the banjo music here but ding 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 and we we talked we we've talked about cat scares (laughs) in previous films yeah yes now we we get another horror horrific moment or you know like that dog scare is good like that is a good yeah. scare well they managed to get in the back of the truck without disturbing the <laughs> yeah dog. why would there be a dog? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
He reaches to move the hay. Yeah. <laughs> you, di- you disturbed his sleeping space, so now he's going to jump up and bark. He at wants you. the gloves because he he left the gloves in the beginning of the movie. He's had no gloves the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know, he did. And then they're riding in the back with when they're riding, he says, "Oh, what do you think the temperature is? Oh, about yeah. one." <laughs> <laughs> And then you see Steve Martin's frozen uh, face. I love nice it, dude. Comical makeup of the frozen. And the dog is still snarling <laughs> while frozen. frozen. <laughs> but they make it to the train. and you Well, know. they get to the train, and this is where Steve Martin decides it would be best if they part yeah. ways. Yeah, he breaks up and, with yeah. yeah. And John Candy, again, looks like he's just been broken yeah. up with. John Candy has no one. He has yeah, no he one. Just, He's looking for some sort of companion to do something with. It's great because it also gives Steve Martin that building character as well. He gets on the train. Mm -hmm. Now, would this ever really happen if a train broke down? Like, is this protocol? Yeah, y'all just wander out here across the field and drag your bags and they're a mile down the road. I mean, maybe. I've never really thought about it. Like, I've never traveled by train before, so it's more popular across the pond. But, like... I would love to go. What, on what is train, the protocol? We didn't for that? have to like, get out in the middle of the night. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been some train on some trains and gone through like countryside. And I guess if it broke down and they could have buses come nearby and you just walk to the bus and they take you to the nearest something that that could happen, particularly in 87 in the, yeah. in the Midwest somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. It's not happened to me. This movie deals with travel, obviously. Well, there were many travel companies that wanted to have nothing to do with this movie. They like, uh, they didn't want their airline or bus line or train lines because of all the problems mm. that they have traveling. Because you know that's the worst thing you want to use for you know. Well, they try to get on American Airlines, and this person was dick. You know, the, the lady that's at the Hertz rental place lost their car. You know, you don't want your business spread out across that. So what they had to do for this movie because of the train company, they just had to come up with some faux company names, slap them on there, and they had to rent 20 miles of train track (laughs) to film that scene (laughs) because they wouldn't let them just use their trains. And they had to rent that setting of train of that track to do just that scene. That's cool. So, but yeah, no big name companies wanted to have anything to do with this movie because it was like, well, we don't want it to look like we suck at our job because Dell and Neil can't get to where they need to go for Thanksgiving. But Neil but, sees Dell struggling with his big ass trunk, and he feels sad yeah. for him. Did anybody else notice that they're carrying this trunk upside, upside down, down the for the entire whole movie? movie? Yeah, really bothers yeah. me. Until the end, when they're getting home, mm-hmm. they have it right side up. It's almost like a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Josh just went metaphors, you say. Hmm. (laughs) Their world was upside down. But we finally get to St. Louis on our fun little bus ride that nobody wants to sing the songs that Neil knows, but they will sing the Flintstones that Dale will sing. I didn't know the song. (laughs) No, I didn't either. (laughs) I didn't know it either, but I know the Flintstones song. (laughs) Okay, we're finally to St. Louis. But remember, they have no money. So we get the nice cut scene to where of Dale and his awesome salesman skills is now selling shower rings as uh, earrings <laughs> to the girls, uh, 
tell them that they're their new designer earrings from somewhere and one time uh, i don't know if y- y'all are big into baseball they were saying this is a new daryl yeah daryl strawberry reference uh, earring <laughs> that he would wear in there because he used to wear these really big earrings back then so i was just like but that but we see Dell. he's trying to help again he's trying to get some cash for him and uh neil to yeah. keep going you know they got to buy food they got to buy rooms and because dell has been adamant through this thing dude i'm going to get you home for thanksgiving let me help you and that's what he's so he's doing what he can that's what he knows how to do is sell yeah. shower rings he does a good job of it well then they go to get some food mm-hmm. and this is where neil breaks up with him again yeah yes it won't take his money yeah he says it's easier for one person to yeah. travel than two people I'm like, I'm yeah, calling I don't bullshit. get that at all. Unless you're fighting yeah. for the last the, seat on the plane or something. Well, he's, yeah, he's, I mean, or, or I don't know, dude, I'm trying to think in, in that time, like you've only known misery with this person. There's really no reason to travel with him uh, at that point. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't fully understand where Dell's supposed to be going. Well, that's the thing. Remember when they're eating, uh, he tells them, he talks about getting home and he says, I haven't been yeah, home in that's years. Where they drop that in and there. That's the right. first time I, I was like, whoa, whoa. Hey, I mean, like I said, first time full watch. And I'm like, whoa, did he just say what? I, but then he plays it yeah. off. That's not really what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm like, you know what? Honestly, truly, when he said that, I'm like, is his. I had this idea of like, is they are is he carrying around his wife in that luggage? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. We, I immediately went that horror theory still to holds. Myself. Hold on now. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, it could be, but I'm like, it's I, body. I love that theory. That is interesting because we never see inside the the. the oh my case. gosh, we should recut this. Imagine the film with her trailer. in the case the whole time. You. <laughs> What's in the but case? What's in the case? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But I immediately when he said that, that's kind of what I, because he keeps talking right. about his Marie, his wife, and how much he loves her, you know, how his wife liked him the way he is and everything. And I'm just like, but now he hasn't been home in years. I'm like, what'd you do? Murder your wife and stick Maybe. her in the case? And that's why you haven't been home. You're running from the police. Well, you know, <laughs> at this point, you know, Neil thinks he's going to get a car and just drive home. Like, there's no reason yep. to stay together at this point. So, yeah. He goes and rents a yeah. car. <laughs> and the car's not there. And what is the deal with this music that kicks in? Uh, this, like, weird hip-hoppy music with all the record scratchy stuff. It's like, as he's, like, falling down the snow and stuff. Like, I could do without that. That's, I don't know. It was weird. And that sequence goes on forever. And it's all of a sudden got this, like, weird hip-hop, like, dance music. Well, th- this won't be the last time music gets brought up. I'll just go ahead and put it at that now. <laughs> you know, it it seems, though, that a mistake that, like, couldn't get made. Like, why wouldn't the bus there wait a- until the one person who got off, like, found their car? I don't know. Like, maybe the, I just think people are too courteous. Yeah. Um, But he has an amazingly awesome freak out in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's... <laughs> It was it was in the trailer earlier when he throws the suit. I mean, that's great. That's the best parking lot. And then you get him ever. running, running again as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all to make it to the to the counter to try to rectify the situation. Skipping everybody. Yeah, who's in line? 
because he's Neil and yep. he's important. And then we get uh, please say you got this this clip pulled, Josh, of the well, uh, rental. Like car I seat. was saying earlier, I didn't pull that clip of the conversation in the hotel because I thought this one would be more important to pull. So here we go. This is the clip of Neil at the rental place. No, mom's going to do the turkey. So yeah, nice. dad wants ambrosia, so I guess we got to get those miniature First off, this is really do the crescent rolls. Yeah. She's just <laughs> taking a personal call talk. while she has a line of people. Dude, that lady. This, I love this lady. Yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> if you look, I have gobble gobble written underneath this. His face. His facial expressions in this movie are golden. Marathon card. All right, here we go. Here we go. You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway. To get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. <laughs> I want a fucking car right fucking now. <laughs> I love yeah, her I face. Your rental agreement. I threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy, what? You're fucked. <laughs> now i counted them but i checked this he says fuck 18 times in less than 60 seconds which is a lot for an 80s movie yeah i mean that's like rob zombie type fucks in a movie right there <laughs> fuck, the fuck, thing fuck, is fuck, dude fuck. is i don't think i've ever heard steve martin drop an f-bomb until this movie and he like used them all up in this one. <laughs> And at this point, he thinks that he can just bully his way out of his problem. Yeah. yeah. He tries it with her, and then he tries it again with the guy, the car rental guy, or the whatever he is, the val valet or oh no, the, the cab, guy, the cab. He punches yeah, him the out. Here's my hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. As iconic as this scene is, and this is really the scene people probably most would relate to this movie. I feel like Steve Martin is overreaching it a little bit. I don't know if that's the word. It's a little much. Just like. There's a lot. Of maybe it's because I see him as so wholesome most of the time. And I haven't heard him do a lot of that in movies. But it seems like he's forcing some of those. Like. Can wipe that fucking look like he like he doesn't say <laughs> fuck naturally like if if you're just gonna cuss somebody out you'd be like you give me a fucking car or fuck, fuck, like <laughs> you know like he, he's no he's samuel over, L. jackson is what you're saying right he's over enunciating oh, yeah. it and it just seems foreign coming out of his mouth yeah i mean it just makes it's just more of neil being a dick in this movie yeah you know which i think neil's not yeah. good at that too you know right. like He's he's too stuck up. He's too you know. He can't really be tough. Well, he's not a tough guy. His stuck upness gets the best of him here because he goes out to try and get another cab, and this dude's not having it. 
Dude, this is my favorite quote in the movie. You're going to need a bigger quote. You want to do the taglines for this movie first and then get to some fun yeah. quotes? The taglines for this were, what he wanted was to spend Thanksgiving with his family. What he got was three days with the turkey. <laughs> oh, too, long, too long. Too <laughs> long. Uh, the other one is, is, pack in the laughter. Oh, I hate it. Those are the only, yeah, those are the only two that I found that were worth a thing. Yeah, I didn't find. Uh, I found something. The one, the tagline I found was actually not even re- regarding their characters' names. It was Steve Martin had no reason to panic until John Candy yeah, came. Along I thought that was back in the like lab. It doesn't even pertain to the. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Of so using their character names. Yeah. But my favorite, my favorite quote because it's right here where we're at is I like the guy's trying to. He wants to get a cab from where are they at? St. Louis all the mm-hmm. way to Chicago. He says, said, what is that, a joke? And I love what he's, Steve Martin or Neil says, says, if I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the John and watch you take a leak. <laughs> I was like, that is freaking he's awesome. Losing it. <laughs> yeah. He's mean. That's my favorite one. Of that the is whole, a good one. I mean, but, but at the way he said it, I mean, it was just like yeah. fluent. Just like Eric already. Eric already right said out. one of mine, but the uh, six bucks, six bucks in my right nut says we're not landing in Chicago. Yeah, I like that. One. Uh, I, Anybody else got? One? I got, I got some. Uh, I like Wendell after getting dressed down in that horrible rant. He says, "I'm, I'm the real article. What you see is what you get." I liked that. Um, and I like when they're in the back of the truck, and the dogs growling at at Neil, and Dell yells. Give him the goddamn gloves <laughs> at the dog. He yells at the dog. Jason brought up another one that I like too. It was the, uh, what do you think the temperature is? One. <laughs> one. That was pretty good. Just had that, that nice comedic pause of one. Jenny, do you have any? I don't even know what he says in it. Like. Well, that's not going to work then. Yeah. I don't. It's just. <laughs> His reaction is so good. We're, we're about we're about to get to this one, but I also like I've never seen a man get picked up by his testicles before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or when he or when he uh, this is it's in the same area as when uh you remember because basically Neil basically I mean uh Dale almost runs him over with his car because he got him he got a rental car which I kind of wonder if it was the rental car that Neil was supposed Ooh, to get. Have to wonder. <laughs> But uh because remember movie. he used his credit card. Yeah, yeah. Remember late. So but uh when he he's because Neil's knocked out on the ground because the, the freaking cabby guy punched him right in the face with the whole dick joke. And then uh Dell looks up at him and he said, Are you gonna help me or stand there like a slab of meat with mittens? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and then it's then we go to what Josh just said. The next scene is because they're in the car finally. And Steve Martin is talking like this the whole entire time. <laughs> so that would give a good reason to talk in about three octaves. Another higher. one that we passed and you brought up earlier was her, her first baby came out sideways. <laughs> she didn't scream or nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are some pretty cool little quotes for this movie. I mean, shoot, we had a couple movies that didn't have that many quotes, but this one actually had quite a little few little one-liners I, in it. But we're at the part where the guy punches him and picks him up by the testicles but when he when he hits steve martin we've talked about his his facial expressions and his physical comedy and this this is another one when he Mm -hmm. hits him and his eyes just flutter for like (laughs) a a solid 30 seconds or something and then he falls over it's so good i i'm always laughing at his physical comedy yeah it's so silly yeah yeah 
There's there's another one that I'm going to bring up later that gets me every time as well. Is the car they're driving? I know it's a Chrysler or something like that, but it is it not a smaller version of the vacation car? It's the green it's and the same brown color scheme. Yeah, yeah, and because if you notice, they're kind of zooming in on the car as it goes by, and you, I, I mean, immediately I'm thinking. Are they trying to do a little throwback to vacation? It's still the John Hughes universe. Hughesiverse. The Hughesiverse. It's the Hughesiverse. When they get in the car and they're driving, I forget who's driving first. I think it's Neil. Neil. And, uh, but John Candy's playing with the seat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, but again, like enough to make me want to murder someone. Yeah, he's and, still annoying. Like as they become yeah. friends, he's not going to stop being annoying. He's annoying. And then they they, <laughs> they end up switching and Steve Martin says, "I'm going to put my wallet in the glove compartment. Don't let me forget it." Who would put their wallet in a glove compartment at this point? After all the shit you've been through. But I mean, really, would anybody at this point in what's happened to Steve Martin so far, would you even consider never. taking your wallet off your person? I, I think he's I would never just do it. not capable of rational thought at this point. Well, I don't know. He's thinking rationally about wanting to split up and all this stuff. Like it just seems so out of character for him to take his wallet. I mean, he doesn't have any money in it. I guess there's not really, if he, if that credit, yeah, the credit, credit card. card is the last thing he's holding on to. If yeah. that was the last thing you had to grasp on getting you home, I would be holding on to it for dear life. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's a stupid thing to do. I love John Candy in the car while while Neil's sleeping though, and his little piano and saxophone <laughs> yeah. solo on the dashboard. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it, the dashboard dude. piano is is awesome. Yeah, we've all we've all done it. We've all done it. You jam out some you know like that or air drums to freaking you know Phil Collins and stuff like that. I can't we've all reach done the stuff dashboard. like that. but and the reason i brought up smoking earlier is because this is a key point in where we get with the car he flicks the cigarette out and it goes in the back seat which is where all of neil's stuff is by the way yeah all adele's stuff is in the trunk strap or it's in the trunk strapped to the trunk of the car Dell's wife yeah (laughs) Dell's wife yeah my new theory is Dell's wife it but, takes a long time for this cigarette to do any damage, though. I know. It takes a, a quite a bit. Yeah, because what we get Dale, uh, his trying to take his jacket that off and he keeps sequ- getting hung in the seat Dude, adjustments. The, the, the whole sequence starting there where the jacket gets caught is hysterical. I mean, that is just pure, like, insane madcap yeah. ca- comedy at that point. It just yeah. goes crazy. And it, 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 the stuff that maybe you don't relate to uh, as a kid of the adult life and dealing with tickets and that kind of stuff, <laughs> yeah. this stuff you'll laugh at. A kid would yeah. laugh at this stuff. This is just like yeah. basic yeah. hilarity. And stuff like this is very synonymous with John Candy in a lot of his movies. The the little oh crap, I'm like I'm caught mm-hmm. on something or like was it gets drug across right. the lake yeah. all of a sudden and great outdoor. But that's what he's known for is like he's he's stuck yeah. in a predicament <laughs> and I don't know what to do, you know, and then. But the whole thing where he drives it—I mean, he's good at driving with his knees that go off the exit ramp. And when he finally breaks loose, dude, that freaking multiple three sixties of just spinning, and and Neil just kind of slowly wakes up. Yeah. I love how he plays it off. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, I'm good. 
this car has the worst alignment in history, too. I mean, he barely takes his hand off the wheel and it goes that far over into the other goes, lane. Oof. I mean, it's kind it's of like, a piece of junk, but yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I, at no point did he consider just slowing down and pulling over. No. Right. You have no. to remain like yeah. going the brakes so five miles an hour in the snow at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hit the brakes, bro. But then when he gets himself righted, because I guess he wasn't paying attention, he's actually entering the highway from the exit right. ramp. Yeah. You're going the wrong and way. That's uh yeah, he's going back the way you came, and then you get the people next to the, next, on so the, the people going the right. <laughs> have you guys ever driven down the wrong way on a on a road before by accident? I have. And like encounter encountered like another the, car coming at you, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I haven't personally, but um one time when I was in high school, my mom and I took a trip to Atlanta. We would do like a summer shopping trip sometimes. And there's a lot of one-way streets in Atlanta, yep. and uh, we went down one of them the <laughs> wrong way, and there was a car, <laughs> and they did not seem very happy that we had to turn around. Yeah. The only one I ever did was in Pensacola, uh, one of the first bands I was in. We were playing a show over there, and uh, a friend of ours, mine and Josh's Scott, was with me in the truck, and I had all the band equipment, and I, I've never been to Pensacola. And I go to turn left, and as soon as I did, he wasn't paying attention, and then he starts hollering at me, wrong way, you're going the wrong way. And I'm looking at cars are parked this way. So I actually stopped and backed up in the middle of Pensacola and went the right way. But, yeah, it's a very frightening experience Definitely. when you realize yeah. you're going I've the wrong way. I've been in a car where someone right. did that, and, and yeah, and it was at night, and you start seeing headlights, and they're getting closer, and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I did have someone Wait come down minute. the wrong way towards me once. Mm. Um, it was here in town. Um, I, I don't. <laughs> it was, I have no idea where they thought they were going, but <laughs> I didn't realize it because you're really not looking for cars to no. be coming towards you. Yeah. And by the time I realized no. it, I had to stop really quickly <laughs> because it just didn't register to me. That this could be happening in real life. Yeah. I love when they say, how could they know where we're going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going the wrong way. Well, how do they know? You're going the wrong direction. And John Candy's response. Oh, he's drunk. He's tipsy. I just like, he says, these guys want to yeah. race. <laughs> you know, when they, when they pass between the, but, the, the trucks and, they're skeletons. I love that scene. And John Candy's the devil. <laughs> uh, just devil. Like, Dude. It's <laughs> so completely bonkers. My favorite part of all of it is at the end, though, when the car finally stops and you cut to Steve Martin and his fingers are embedded oh, in the yeah. dashboard. <laughs> and then you look at John Candy and the steering wheel has been folded over because yeah. he's pushing on it so hard. Yeah, all that cartoony <laughs> stuff is so funny. The cigarette finally catches, catches up to fire. them. And yeah. them them laughing but, at the car is is gold. Mm -hmm. That's that's the yeah. thing. Like, I don't know if Steve Martin says anything, but when he is reacting his laughing, yeah, to the car on fire, it is brilliant. Like yeah. all of his yeah. motions and facial expressions, it's the best. It it reminded me a lot of the scene from the money pit when Tom <laughs> 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 
when the bathtub <laughs> falls to the floor. The, I mean, it, it's still, I, I see Martin's a great comedian, but that's still my favorite. Just laugh at some shit that's just, you know, you right. got to laugh at it. That, that, <laughs> I, I, I still remember the laugh. first time I saw the money pit and that scene oh, happened. That, I, I was hurting. I, I was laughing. I remember, so I remember asking my parents to rent the money pit. Like they, they had to tell me, like, no sometimes because I'm like, let's get money pit again because i just thought it was hilarious when i was a kid <laughs> but yeah that the the reaction between candy and uh martin right there where they're just like what else could fucking go wrong <laughs> the damn car is on fire now mm-hmm. but then we get them driving down the road <laughs> the they, get to the, they get to this motel and salvaged what they could of steve martin's wallet and it's either now or a little little after they get out of the uh, office, but John Candy's, this is another one that I, I, I'd actually wrote down for quotes, but I didn't say anything about it till because we're here, is the, afraid to look at my ass, I might have girdle marks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Felt like a whopper. <laughs> yeah. I just like it. <laughs> yeah. I just like it when they get there to get out of the car, Steve Martin has to peel his fingers yeah. off of the steering wheel. It's like it's just yeah, glued to sticky. it from the melt. It's either was it melted because it's sticky or it was because they're driving and it's cold. No, I think it's because it's. Ha- I couldn't figure. It's warm. either one. Because yeah. he goes still to warm touch the like handle sticky. on the car and it's like hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah. hot. That's crazy. Well, so, the, when when he does oh. bring uh, Dell into because Dell's gonna freeze to death outside in the car. Yeah, I love that sequence where they just enjoy each other for a while. Yeah, they're they're. Yeah. Getting the mini bar and they're eating some Doritos and they're just like hanging out. And that's such a nice amaretto yeah. and Doritos. Yeah, well, he had the tequila and Doritos. Countries. So that yeah. was a good. good Want a taste of Mexico? Well, yeah. even the monologue that John Candy has in the car before Steve Martin sees him talking to himself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I kind of wanted to get with everybody here. Like, it really didn't hit me that his wife was dead until right around here. Like I wasn't putting the clues together. I wasn't picking up on the, I haven't been home in years stuff. And I, I remembered from the first watch that there was some sort of emotional beat that it hits, but I could not for the life of me, remember what it was this time around. Oh, really? And that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, Oh wait, I, his wife's not with us anymore. And that's when I, that's when it really hit me. And I think that's when Steve Martin really starts to see what's going on with Dell's yeah. character. Or is she? Yeah. I actually, yeah, I actually wrote down what he says in the car when he's talking. He says, well, Marie, you were right as rain. I, I am without the biggest pain in the butt that ever came down the pike. And I was just like, because he and then he goes into talking about every time I find somebody that I'm interested, I, I suffocate them, you know, like I, he, he goes too hard. He suffocates them and puts them in his trunk. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> the collector. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's the collector. He's collecting road weary victims, drives them insane, and then keeps their heads in a trunk or in a duffel bag in the trunk. Well, Steve Martin says something to him when they're bonding over their liquor and Doritos about, well, you know, you've got a good wife, but yeah. And they and, toast to the wives. Yeah, and John Candy kind of has this look on his face. Right, but if you don't know it you, by then, you... Yeah. 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 But that's when you really see the moment where Steve Martin has actually said, you know what, fuck it, I'm I'm opening up. This has gone as far as it has. This What, what am I going to lose by just, you know, 
being nice. Yeah. Because he even says it. He's like, this feels like, why do I feel like this is summer camp? Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's also drinking yeah. too and yeah. Yeah. loosening up. And they've been through so much together. They've they bonded at this point. They know He knows he can trust Dell at least. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, when it comes down yeah. to it. <laughs> and then they get up the next morning. They're leaving. The car is stuck. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, if it has anything to do with Dell driving the car. I mean, like I said, first full time watch this thing. And I'm like, is he going to drive the damn car to the hotel? And that's exactly what happens. (laughs) Rocket jet. Bam! Steve Martin Martin (laughs) physical comedy again. Him sliding, trying to push that car. And then when the car actually goes through the wall, his face is golden. Mm -hmm. It's. It, I, I should have just pulled pictures of Steve Martin's <laughs> facial expressions for this, so we could talk about him. But he's his facial expression when it goes through the wall, dying, laughing, dying. Um, and <laughs> I missed a quote earlier, and this is a good one. And he says, he, uh, Neil says that Dell is a unique individual, and he says, "Unique is that Latin for asshole?" <laughs> 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 I like that one a lot. And since they. That's and a, since they didn't a use one. a credit card to get the room, they don't they know who they are. <laughs> spare change so unless, watches. Yeah, unless <laughs> they can track his watch, they're not finding out who just ran yeah. through their building. We 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 learned you cannot get a room <laughs> no. with a Casio. <laughs> Ain't going to cut it. Cas- Casios no. just won't cut it. Casio and $41 would get it for you. Yeah. I just love the 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 shot that they're they're headed down the road and you see how fucked up yeah. this car is because now it's like daytime and it's right. It's insane that it it is a working just, car and that the radio yeah. still works. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we find out when he when he gets pulled over. What was it? How fast were they doing? 73? 78, 73 or seventy three. How fast are we going? Oh, I don't know. Goodness. The gas gauge is melted. I love I love his explanation. <laughs> the, the speedometer yeah, is the, melted. The, 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 He's so calm. Yeah, the gauges do not work. (laughs) He said, said, yeah, they're not working, but if you're telling me, then it's probably, you're probably right. (laughs) I just, like, he's agreeing with the cop. He's not trying to be an asshole, but, you know, and he he tries to appeal to the cop's better side, which the cop is obviously in a lot of movies. Michael McKean. We've Mm -hmm. all seen him, too. Yeah. And uh, he looks over and said, hey, I'm just trying to get my buddy home for Thanksgiving. And you think, I'm like, oh, is that going to help him? Next thing you know, bam, car's towed. They're sitting in front of the courthouse. That thing's not street legal. You can't drive that around. (laughs) Yeah, you can't drive that car. Where's your mirrors? um, This is another another scene that was cut down a bit, too. Um, There's there's another shot in the trailer that shows Steve Martin talking about that they're just a jolly bunch of whatever. Uh, I don't forget what he says in the thing, but it's longer. And apparently what happened there is they've just been driving and they don't know where they're at. They don't know how long they've been going, all of that stuff. And they overshot Chicago. Like they drove past Chicago. Oh man. So the cop was like, you're way like, (laughs) so it would have added another layer of just insanity to this whole thing, Mm -hmm. but they ended up cutting that out. And and that's something that has happened to me. Uh, Oh really? Yeah. I was driving. It's happened to us. Yeah. I was driving with some friends uh, up to Tallahassee. And uh, going up 75 on Florida. And yep. uh, I took a nap, which is a drive I made often because it was back and forth to school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a nap in the back seat. I wake up and we're in Georgia. <laughs> like just <laughs> past I 10, just kept going right into Georgia. 
Yeah, like wow. 30 miles into Georgia or something. Wow. Had to turn back. But Michael McKean was in this movie for a little bit longer, but a lot of his scenes were cut. And with him, that's probably our last little uh, appearance of a, a, a likely star. So we can go ahead and do I, Almost Famous. I think there's one more, but let's do it now. Let's go. Almost Famous. Yeah, I know that, dude. I don't know them. I know her. You Haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what's his name? That guy who was in that movie that was out last year. So Michael McKean, if you saw any movies, comedies in the 80s and 90s, you probably saw him in something. I don't think he would really be our candidate, the top candidate for Almost Famous. But Jason brought up Dylan Baker earlier, which he's from Trick or Treat, all kinds of stuff. Television, tons of television, all kinds of movies. He was uh, he played Dr. Connors in Spider-Man 2 and 3. We should just call this segment the Dylan Baker segment. I, he's the perfect example of he's about as famous as you can get without being like a household name. <laughs> like he's in everything. Well, I wrote Kevin Bacon down just because he's in a non-speaking role for two seconds of the movie. Yeah, but right. he's Kevin Bacon, dude. He can be almost um, famous. You got little baby Matthew Lawrence in here. <laughs> he's a baby. Yeah, that's the one I was yeah. going to mention. I guess he has shown up earlier in the film, but yeah, he's he's one of Neil's yeah. kids, Joey's little brother. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the lady, Edie McClurg. Yeah, Edie McClurg. Yep. Yep. She was yep. Ferris Bueller, er, yep. Elvira. Nat- she was in Natural Born Killers, Mr. Mom. Yeah, and her her first role ever was in Carrie. She was one of the girls that picks on Carrie. Whoa, really? yep. oh, that just blew my mind. Wow. That just blew my mind. And she did a lots of voice acting. Lots that makes sense. For cartoons, lots, bunch of Disney. Did anybody stuff. notice the um? The clerk in the motel that they just left was the lawyer from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Uh, that's Martin Fre- Martin Friero. Um, a lot of Home Alone people in this, too. Harry La- um, Larry Hankin? The guy who was the taxi driver? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was the cop eating the yeah, donut break- in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. He's He was also the... He was, he was also in yeah, Breaking Bad. Bad. He was also the alternate Kramer in, in the Seinfeld episode where there were like... Analogs of yes of them and the um the old guy on the plane old guy oh yeah that guy's been yeah definitely oh all right she's got (laughs) earrings dangly ones a whole shoebox full from a mother well even yeah even uh his wife what's her name uh Susan but Lalea Robbins she was in she's in uh, the boys she's in sixteen candles she's in yeah, she's the, in the boys the too. Old guy's wife and Homeland. Oh, right, the boys. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and Homeland and Blacklist um, too. Yeah, yeah. The kid who steals their money is uh, Gary Riley. He was in Summer School and Stand by Me. Remember uh, Chainsaw oh. and his buddy in Summer School? Oh. He's the blonde one. Yeah, and uh, yep. mm-hmm. you also had an appearance from Ben Stein. Yeah, Ben Stein. Yeah. yeah, I got him, and he's the air airborne the airborne announcer. Tell him what they're flying. Airborne. Airborne, Airborne continuity. continuity. We're going to start a little glossary for all of our fans here. All of our fans. <laughs> yeah, all 36 of them. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kate. Does everybody say hello to their mom and Kate. And our Mikey tens and of fans. And Rachel. <laughs> but yeah, I would, uh, I, would, I would definitely, hey, I would definitely say Dylan Baker would probably be your guy here. 
because I've seen him in all kinds of stuff. He's managed to stay just that guy in the background of so many movies, even nowadays. Definitely. I mean, what a what an awesome career to. I mean, in my brain, because I would never want to be famous, to be able to be like a working actor in that many different things for so long and to never actually be like a celebrity per se. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is, he reminds me of another actor. And I, I, Wesley Snipes. I can't think of his, he's the guy that's, no. Yeah. He looks just like, what, what's the guy from Shameless? William H. Macy? Yeah, if he you looks look at like two, him. he's like a poor man's yeah. William yeah, yeah, H. Yeah. Macy. Yeah, they That's both look like is. Midwestern dads. Yeah, they're like they could kind of yeah. play the same characters. Dylan Baker would be to William H. Macy what not Tom Hardy is. To <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> that that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was thinking in my head. You said it. What's his Got name? it. Something I don't know. Logan Green. Logan Green. Logan Marshall Green. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or Larry Hank. He's not he's now and forever not Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well so we're going with Dylan Baker's our almost yeah. famous winner. I'd say so. Wow, that's like it's the first time we've had like a unanimous uh, decision on that. But Dale comes to again. He's got a buddy with a, uh, a truck that he knows, and they're going a straight shot At to Chicago. At least it'll be warm. At least it'll be, it'll no be warm. <laughs> yep. And where are they at? The back of a cheese Dude, truck. That cheese would be gone <laughs> if I was in the back of that truck. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk Dang. about Jenny's love of cheese for Y'all 10 minutes. I really love cheese. So that cheese and, would uh, be gone. They would be light a couple of cases. <laughs> They get to Chicago and they're up on the train make it. Uh, platform. They're there. They're in Chicago. I mean, but they hauled all that up from the, I guess, ground level. I mean, I've never been to Chicago, but I know the trains Elevated are up the in the air. Yep. Yeah. The L. So they're out there and he's, they're saying goodbye, man. That's kind of a little emotional moment too, between Neil and it's like Dale Sam right and Frodo. Man. They, it, they've made it. Yeah. Frodo Baggins. <laughs> stupid hobbits. Wow. Josh, that was impressive. <laughs> that was good. Maybe a little Gollum from time to time. You should do an entire episode in Gollum. Oh, God. Do the intro for us, Josh. In, in Gollum. <laughs> you put me on the spot. I can't <laughs> he can't do it. That stupid hobbit is... Welcome to the VHS files. It's my precious. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Somebody get that somebody get that man a Ricola. <laughs> there we go. Y'all, we've really gone off the rails. A bit. Yes, we have. Oh well. Steve Martin gets on the train and he's remembering like he's Thinking of fond Thinking things, of his, family. his family, and he's going to get to see him, and then he realizes Dell doesn't have a family. Yep. He's been so selfish the whole time. He yep. never realized. Two and two together. Yep. And so he takes the train backwards. This was a weird thing for me, because it's almost like he made the train turn turn around. It comes on the same side of the platform. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he would have had to have gone that whole train circuit and come back. <laughs> and what are the chances Dell would really still be sitting there? And nowhere else to go. He's waiting for the next. 
Yeah, he's waiting for the next quote. Unquote. Yeah, it yeah. would be funny if he came back and saw Dell getting on a train with another guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does feel like the end of a that of like a romantic asshole. comedy here. Like he's <laughs> he's coming back. He doesn't want it. He's going to lose her forever, kind of a thing. And he, you know, he's at the train station, and he he's got to catch Dell because he doesn't want to lose him. Yeah, and he actually admits there that Marie's been eight, dead for yes. eight years. In that. <laughs> Box. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy. In that box. Had lots of potpourri in that box, you know, because we all, all of our moms and uh, grandparents all had potpourri in their house. Uh, they just shoved yeah. a bunch of potpourri Maybe in some, there. Some uh, car air fresheners, like the pine trees or something. Yeah. Little, little pine, little pine trees. But then he's like, come on, you're coming. You're coming to have Thanksgiving dinner with us. And this is the shot where it shows them carrying the 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 thing trunk. right side up. Yep. And the trunk. And you know, we've joked around about up. it throughout the episode, but I'm like, it's weird that yeah. I was kind of following that yeah. throughout this, and it's like until you get to this point, the tr- the trunk is finally right side up. Um, whether that actually means something in this movie, I have no idea, but I find it kind of interesting. Yeah, I noticed it was upside down, but I never had that thought that it was metaphorical. And I think yeah. it has to, I think it probably is. I think that's a great little uh, thing you notice there. And he comes in and he meets the family. And at first I, I was, because I hadn't seen this in a while, and I'm thinking, do they know who this guy is? But I guess he's called ahead. They know, well, yeah, she already knows his name. The wife already knows his name and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's another part of the stuff that was cut in that subplot with him possibly cheating on her is he was always telling her that Dell was, you know, he didn't like hanging out with him. He was only helping you know with him to get there. And she she kind of saw that as his kind of cover for the affair he was having. But when finally they walk through the door and he says, this is Dell, she kind of has her realization. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that in her performance in that shot, too, because you can see her worries a little, fade away a little bit yeah it is an like, emotional reunion she, that yeah it does feel a little heavy without all that other stuff that was cut because you don't yeah, see much notice and he's just running late you know yeah and and something else that was cut is like neil and dell also get in an altercation if you look john candy's got a black eye yeah right around the end of the movie i was wondering and, about that yeah and you never see where that came from it was it was a part of a cut scene that's, where he and neil actually got an altercation and neil hit him that's the biggest continuity error in this mm-hmm. in this is, is that black <laughs> eye and yeah i guess when i saw i remember it, seeing it and i thought it showed it just sort of showed up out of nowhere i i just thought oh they've just all they've been through maybe i don't know he just got maybe he got and you know, fell down. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I never really thought about it. I don't know. No telling. Well, you know, even without the, he's possibly cheating plot line, it would be very nerve wracking to know that your spouse or significant other was somewhere yeah. trying to get home to you and you haven't heard from them on a regular basis. But this was, the 80s i mean yeah you you weren't in touch with people no. like that i know yeah you know and, it, that's, and people were pretty we're much so used, used to yeah it. now it's like he would have been able to get he does only seem to call her like once a day and i know this has been cut down so that's why but it does yeah. seem like yeah. you know he he calls and they're at the they're at the the play or whatever so she can't answer and it's like well just call her yeah. back in an hour or you know why didn't you call earlier <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah because he knew she was going to be at the pageant. Because he said, "I missed my exactly. daughter's pageant." He didn't want to talk to her. So, yeah, called Ben on That's purpose. 
So <laughs> here's where I'm going to get into my actual theory about planes, trains, and automobiles. Okay. <laughs> so what if Dell is Neil and Neil is Dell? You told me this the other night. What if, what if planes, trains, and automobiles is the comedy version of Fight Club? This is not Fight Club. Come on, dude. Really? Like, there's reason to believe it could be. No. Like, Wait, no. Dell, Dell is everything about himself that he wishes he could be and kind of comes around to that at the end. No. Come on. There's got to be a little bit of a... No. Well, I guess I'll go fuck I myself. I... <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like it, Josh. I like it. I like, I like the it. Thought, I, I don't think that but... it, it it holds up, but I I like outlandish theories like that, like the like the wife is in the box, which could actually work. <laughs> to be honest, I'm jealous because that makes a little more sense <laughs> than the club thing. <laughs> yes, I'm mean, Josh jealous. Woo! But see, she, her body might not be, but it could be her ashes in a urn. In that that would be less creepy. True. That would be less murdery. And he's carrying her around because, yeah, it'd be less murdery. I like it that her rotting corpse is in there, and that's a little more horror movie style. Let you know, a little leather face there. But uh, yeah, I think as he's carrying around her ashes with him as he's basically traveling and meeting new people, he's taking her on the road. Well, you know, they've got the her. opportunity to do this horror movie style because you know they're make, remaking this with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Really? It's a <sighs> yeah, oh. it's a thing. Oh no, it's been it's been in pro- oh, yeah, it's it's been in production for a little while, and I think COVID kind of put the halts on it. But yeah, there's been a lot of talk about, and it's even on IMDb, like planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah, it's already up. It's happening. Okay. It's a don't thing. remake movies that don't need to be remade. Right. So, how does this movie happen nowadays? Because there are cell phones. Right. It honestly, like, exactly, and also. That having Will Smith and Kevin Hart, like, it sounds like a joke. Like, if you were going to make a joke about remakes, you know what I mean? Like, that's that would be like, you're just making it off the top of your head. How about a remake of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Kevin Hart and Will Smith, yeah. you know? It just sounds too on the nose and obvious. It's almost like they're they're making... They're going to make fun of the movie is more, but it would be cool if Steve Martin showed up at some point in time. So who's going to be the annoying one and who's going to be the cool one? I mean, Kev- <laughs> Kevin Hart would have- well, obviously, Kev- never mind. Kevin Hart is yeah, the annoying I, I one. Just, I just answered my own question. Never mind. This is where Josh would usually ask here at the end of the show, you know, is it worth a remake or whatever? I don't think they should remake this. I mean, I know they are, but I, like I said, this is the first full walkthrough movie where, like, I've been through this. Movie. I don't. Well, think the question should. I usually ask is, is, does it does it need a remake? Do we need a remake of this? And I don't think we do. I mean, no. We are in modern times where things are going to be different, and I think that's really what would hurt it if you d- decided to remake. It'll it. be like, so introduce- different. It'll be it'll yeah. be the same in in name only and concept. Yeah. I I don't think it's really going to be. You know what I mean? No, more modern movie. That I would say, if you if you like planes, trains, and automobiles, you might like this movie that Jenny and I watched on Netflix called The Long Dumb Road, and it stars Jason Manzukis and Tony Revolori. He was the uh, he played the lobby boy in Grand Budapest Hotel mm-hmm. Hotel, um, and it's him going off to school, and he picks up Jason Manzukis, um, like Jason Manzukis fixes his car, his car breaks down. And he just sort of hitches a ride to the next town with him. And the next town becomes the next town. 
and it's in modern times, but it still kind of has, it's funny, but it's also got a very serious tone to yeah. it. And it doesn't More serious than this. Yeah. And it doesn't, you're always constantly waiting for something bad to happen in this one. And they don't always do that. And I think that's pretty interesting about it. So it's a good movie. if you, if you like this and you are looking for something that's on a little more on the serious side, I would suggest checking out the long dumb road. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. There's a, this, cause like I said, it's first time through me, it, this a, a, a movie like now that reminds me of this movie was that movie. Was it due date? With Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis, yeah, I, I only saw it once. I yeah. don't remember it's, anything it's, about it. It's kind of like that, where you have a you have a guy that's easygoing and one that's kind of yeah, an asshole, right. and that's kind of the roles they play. That's kind of like a modern Definitely. day version yeah. of this movie, for sure. So. And Tommy Boy, yeah, Tommy Boy, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, for sure. Roads. Oh man. Um, so we typically would say, is this worth a rental? But we've kind of found a little bit of a problem with that. Cause we're pretty much going to say, yeah, all these movies that we watched are worth a rental. Let's we figured we'd it. give ourselves a little more depth to it. We're going to kind of change it up a little bit and be like, buy it, rent it, forget it. So with planes, trains, and automobiles, you buying it, you're renting it, you're forgetting it. Jenny, how about you? Buy it. Classic. I, I mean, I have it in my collection. Even though it's not something I saw as a kid, I think it's definitely worth having on your shelf to revisit. I mean, it's 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 one of the only Thanksgiving movies that's centered around Thanksgiving. Yeah, we should yeah. watch it more. It's yeah, for sure. It's so is good. it the best Thanksgiving movie? <laughs> How many Thanksgiving? It very well. Well, there is Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say it's right there with Thanksgiving. I really like Dutch. Yeah. Oh, Dutch for is, a Thanksgiving oh, movie. Well, personally, <laughs> I saw oh, that one as a kid. I forgot Dutch was a. I, I forgot that was a Thanksgiving yeah. movie. Ooh, They're very similar. Ooh, I don't know. I love me. I, I love Dutch, man. I love me well, that, guess who wrote it? Fucking John Hughes. Fucking John Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we'll actually, we'll, we'll be talking about Dutch on the show at some point. I love that movie, and I yeah. would love to talk about Little it. Little baby here. Ethan Embry. So, how about you guys? Eric, Jason, uh, Eric, you go it's first. It's a buy. It's, it's, go, it's go a ahead, classic. Eric. It's a buy, for sure. Jason, what do you think? Uh, I'd say buy it. Like I said, first full watch for me. I like it. It's not too bad. I mean, it's not my favorite Steve Martin or John Candy movie, but I would definitely buy this. Cool. Well, let's get to our good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. We're also doing something a little different here. We're going to play this a little fast and loose. We feel like we may have been throwing out a little too much negative about the movies we've watched so far with the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> so we're going to throw out whatever we think is good here. It's not just going to be one particular thing. Whatever you think is good about this movie, we're throwing it out there for you. And then the bad is whatever the bad is. And if you want to say something that's ugly about the film, by all means, go for it. But it's not something we're going to require. It all kind of falls into the same category. So we're playing a little fast and loose on this from this point forward. But... I'll go first to kind of start out the best things about this movie. The good in this movie for me is Steve Martin's physical comedy, John Candy, just being John Candy and the actual camaraderie between the two of them, even though they're at each other's throats through this whole movie. I think the pairing is great. It just, it makes this movie so good. It's, it's two very unlikely people pitted against one another that works and it just, it makes it so good. The bad, and really the only thing I could 
point out that I think is bad or even ugly about this movie is the soundtrack. The music in this movie is god awful. <laughs> god, oh. that the the cover of every time you go away that plays at the end when they get home it's really bad. is so so every bad. I do love John Can the freeze frame John Candy smile at the end though. We kind of yeah. yeah didn't mention that, but I it's a nice ending because you get some happiness for a sad dude, so it's nice. Right. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Jenny. How about you? Good, bad, and the ugly. Same good for me. Steve Martin's facial expressions are just comedy gold. Uh, for me, the bad is going to be that Steve Martin's just a little too mean. Yeah. I mean, I think you could pull off a successful, disgruntled traveler without him being so cutthroat mm-hmm. about Dell. He could get more cutthroat towards the end of it because at that yeah, point but you're he past goes your, in yeah. hard and fast, yeah. and you know it could build up a little. Right, Eric, how about you? Uh, well, my <laughs> goods, my goods, uh, my good. Is, Show me your goods. You got the goods. I'll tell you. I'll show you my goods. Uh, it's the leads, same as you guys. Obviously, you know these guys are in virtually every scene together. It's they're they're hilarious together. Uh, my bad is the hip hop music, and uh, <laughs> I have an ugly uh, when the old man coughs in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Just like comedy oh. in the time of COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, you're land the same. Ooh. Scary. Jason, good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh well, me being the only person out of everybody that really didn't watch this movie a number of times. Uh, what I took from it, it's, it's, I mean, besides Steve Martin and John Candy, like you guys have all touched on, they're both great actors. Sucks John Candy's not with us anymore, other than Josh sitting right there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Jenny yeah. doesn't see it, but oh well. But it's, it's, the movie's got a good message. I mean, it, it definitely, like with Steve uh, Martin, he misses his family and everybody like that, especially when people are away from far distances away and trying to get back home. Um, but the message is, is like, don't let, you know, don't let the bad times get you down. Like kind of right, like right now, cause it could lead you on a new adventure or maybe open your eyes to some faults of your own. So, you know, it's always a good lesson to learn. You know, you never know where a bad time may lead you to something great and fantastic. So, and that's what kind of what happens well to Steve said. Martin in this movie, but, uh, the bad in here, uh, Maybe they could have put some of the edit that they did of the long cut that they had in here to fill in a couple of the little holes, like with the yeah. pizza guy, stuff like that. That's really about it. I mean, that's nitpicking. It's actually a pretty good movie. Uh, like I said, I kind of wish I would have saw it one more as a kid than having to wait till 43 to watch it all mm-hmm. the way through. But uh, it, it that's really about it. I wish there were a little couple extra plot holes could have been filled in. Not they're really not plot holes, just extra scenes that could have give you a better idea of what was going on. Like John Candy with the black eye, and why did the guy come back to rob him? You know, some little things like that. But I yeah. get it; it's still a great movie. Yeah, Jenny and I are big fans of long, like longer cuts of movies. Yeah. And some of our favorite movies, like that thing you do, and Almost Famous, have longer cuts that we think improve Empire on the movie. Records. Like Empire Records has a longer cut. You looking oh, yeah. for that Snyder cut, mm-hmm. bud? No. You're not going to watch it? No. I, <laughs> yes, I you are, you I have, liar. I have, I have no... You are going to watch it. You're going to no have it on 4K. And any of this DC stuff. 
I really don't. I mean, I'm I'm over it at this point. They 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 announced Wonder Woman on HBO, and I don't even care. Like I'm I'm past it at this point. I want to see it. I'll I'll, I'll be watch, watching it. I'll watch one. I'll be watching it at some point. I'll, I'll watch. Them, I liked Wonder Woman. It was okay. I did. I thought Wonder Woman was a great movie. It's a, it's a Christmas movie. I'm gonna spend time with my mom watching because my mom loves Wonder Woman. And now we can sit at home on Christmas Day and there watch some go. Wonder Woman. I like that so much better than going to the theater on Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We spend the day at the theater. Shoot, I used to get up when I lived in South Florida and we'd go spend the day at like Disney or Universal Studios. So, and eat Chinese food because everybody else is closed, but the Chinese restaurants <laughs> were open. Well, that's going to do it for our discussion of planes, trains, and automobiles. This was a fun conversation. I can't wait to do some more comedies like this. And speaking of which, next week, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. Kicking off Christmas. We start our Christmas segment. (laughs) We're going to be bringing you guys Christmas movies all throughout the month of December. And then our New Year's Eve episode, or actually it'll come out on New Year's Day. New Year's Day will be Die Hard. You got to have Die Hard in the Christmas season. But if everybody listening to this today, while we're recording this, this is a Thanksgiving week. We hope you all have a great, had a great Thanksgiving with your family. I hope everybody yep. was safe. No COVID for anybody else. And hold on to the people you love. You never know when they're here, when they're gone during these times. Be thankful for, to right. one another. And I want to I want to give a shout out to our sister in California, Kate, who listens to the show religiously. Hey, Kate! We love you, Kate. Thank we you so much you. for listening. Hey, Kate. And the day that this is coming out is also the birthday of our very good friend and listener, Rachel. We want to say happy birthday, Rachel. Happy birthday, Ray Ray. We love you. Thank you for always listening and supporting us. We hope you have a great day. Yeah. Array, array. <laughs> but that'll do it for us tonight. You can catch us back here next Friday talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And until then, be kind. Rewind. Bye. Bye. Every day's giving. It's over. It's over. Hey, this it's over. Get the fuck out. You've been listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. <laughs> Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to VHSFilesPodcast at gmail.com. He's sick fucks. He's seen one too many movies. Don't you blame the movies! Follow us on all social media outlets at VHSFilesPodcast. Movies don't create psychos! Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Who the fuck would this episode is going to be cut more than planes, trains, and automobiles? So I was... Let me go ahead and unzip my pants here and get myself comfortable. I'm good. I, I I'll drive over ta- I'll drive over there myself and do a tutorial to learn how to take it out. <laughs> no, what the hell is going on? We have to cut this. I will not allow this to see. <coughs> oh, Josh has a hairball. Sorry. <coughs> Listen, I, then, I don't I don't want to I don't want to look for how much a pizza was in 1987 anymore because I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> oh, I got you. Actually trying to have a conversation at the same time. I was kidding. Recorded.